Roll it. I don't know. I really need to get my life back. Hello, hello. Today is Monday, July 13th, and this is the third episode of She's Got Balls. I'm your host, Grace Curtolo, and sports are definitely ramping up, so we have a lot of ground to cover today. We will be speaking with NWSL player Emily Boyd as our first guest, recapping all of the games from last week, setting up pregames for this week, and lots to talk about regarding the return to play and league updates. All right, going into the game recaps from last week. The NWSL. On Wednesday, Utah Royals lost to the Rain 0-1, and Sky Blue FC beat Houston Dash 2-0. On the MLS side, Wednesday was the first MLS game. Orlando City beat Miami 2-1. Woohoo! And just to quickly talk about some things that I saw in the first MLS game, there was a lot going on. There was masks on nonstop. So even walking out, all the players and staff had masks on. There was no music. And I honestly don't think they played the national anthem. No one in the news said anything about that, but I definitely did not miss it. So I really don't think they played it, which is interesting to hear. Starters began to kneel and every black player in the league began walking out and surrounding the entire field, holding up a fist in a black glove and black shirt. They stayed silent for eight minutes and 46 seconds because that's how long the police officer kneeled on George Floyd. You can see some of the players were getting very emotional and it really was a beautiful thing to see during such a sad time. The game was super fun to watch. ESPN didn't air it with fan noise so I almost felt like I was watching a college soccer game and it was cool because you could see fans cheering on the Jumbotron video and skyping in so it's summertime in florida though and you could tell these players are completely drenched in sweat within the first few minutes of the game and the miami team was wearing all white and to be honest i didn't really mind that because Uh. some of their bodies i mean come on they're professional athletes and it, it was very nice to see i did not mind watching it but i'm pretty shocked that I don't know the material or they don't have different jersey colors. All right, Grace, refocus, refocus. On Thursday, the NYFC lost to the Philadelphia Union. And what was cool about Philadelphia Union team is that they all had different names on the back of their jerseys. So it wasn't the player's last name. It was actually all different names of black individuals that have been killed by police. So that was very powerful. Toronto FC was supposed to play DC United this weekend, but it was postponed because there was one unconfirmed coach. COVID test and one inconclusive test. Also this past weekend was the opening of Fight Island. They had their first fights on the island and we're going to have to revisit fighting because that is not my strong suit and we're going to have to learn that together. But in the meantime, after five rounds, Usman beat Mazdaval for the weatherweight title. Usman hasn't lost since 2013, which is crazy to hear. And there was also a featherweight fight and the fight that earned Fight of the Night honors goes to the lovely lady 
ladies Jessica Andraj and Rose Namayunis. They fought for the women's strawweight division. Rose Namayunis beat Jessica Andraj. Bouncing on into this week for the pregame details, there is going to be two games for the NWSL today, Monday, at 12.30 p.m. and at 10 p.m., both on CBS All Access, and then the ladies will be going into their playoffs. On the MLS side, Monday tonight, the LA Galaxy will play the Houston Dynamo at 8 p.m., And then tomorrow, July 14th, Chicago Fire will go against Seattle Sounders at the breakfast game of 9 a.m. Seattle Sounders is actually the only MLS game I have ever been to, and it was absolutely nuts. Their fan section stood up and chanted the entire time, and Russell Wilson was there, so that was pretty cool. We are finally getting some hockey in this mix. Today, the 24 teams will be reporting into training camp. All right, She's Got Balls podcast. Very first guest is Emily Boyd. She is a goalie for the NWSL Chicago Red Stars team. She's currently living and playing in the Challenge Cup bubble out in Utah. And she graduated college from UC Berkeley in 2018. She absolutely crushed her senior year and was named the 2017 Pac-12 Goalkeeper of the Year. First ever in school history, and she also received the second team All-American. So here's my chat with Emily. Hi, Emily. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. How are you and how is the bubble treating you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, the bubble is pretty good, honestly. Um, we're going a little stir crazy here in the hotel, but you know, they're taking care of us. I can't even imagine. I saw that the Washington Spirits just beat the Houston Dash today. Were you able to watch the game in person? No, we didn't go, but we were, there was a few of us here in the room and we like brought an HDMI and put it on the TV and stuff. Nice. Are you guys able to watch in person if you wanted to? Just because we have a game tonight, I don't think they would want us to be sitting in the sun, but there have been some times that we're able to watch part of games. Gotcha. So when you're watching these games, are you just watching them for fun to support maybe friends or are you watching to like actually scout and get ready for your game? Yeah. I think it's definitely a mix of both. Um, Like we watch how teams play or we watch certain formations or players and stuff like that. And then sometimes we're just watching for fun. Yeah, that's really nice. I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to separate just enjoying and actually scouting. You know, if I had to be isolated anywhere, I feel like it would be in Utah. It looks so beautiful and everything. Have you guys been able to actually enjoy the outdoors much? And is there different elevation that you had to adapt to playing in? Sadly, we are not allowed to do anything. We go from hotel to training, which is a bummer but the facilities that we're at have like such a nice view so we'll eat dinner or we'll eat like lunch there after training sometimes and sit outside in our like little designated areas so you get to enjoy it from a distance yeah yeah and the elevation I think hit us pretty hard the first week um I don't know how high Chicago is but it's definitely not definitely not like this and we were just not recovering well but I think we're finally kind of sort of getting used to it now but it's tough You're the first league to enter your bubble, per se, and really start the game. So what is it like to have every 
player in the league to be within a bubble if you have you know maybe you might have beef with another player or another team how do you guys handle that being so close to each other all the time um well we're actually not allowed to be around other teams at all we're there's four four teams in our hotel and we're not allowed to hang out with them we're not allowed to do anything with them because if it gets on one team it can spread so quick through the whole league if we're all hanging out. Um, so meal times are all super different. You know, pool times are different. Gym times are different. Jeez. So we really don't come in contact with any of the other girls, so which is a like bummer. Because like, ton, yeah, because ton of us have friends on other teams and we like want to hang out with them, but it's okay. If it's like for the safety and of everyone, then we're fine just being with our own team, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like you're at like a youth soccer camp, staying in hotels yeah. and everything? Yes. I have not been in like a hotel lockdown like this. I feel like since we were like in club and they were like, you right. can't go anywhere and do anything. Or you're staying at a university and all you're doing is just playing in the heat all day and then go home and do it all over again the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I, pl- I played lacrosse in college. So, but anyways, it seems like every Every day there is a new athlete being tested positive across all the leagues. And there's even been two MLS teams now that have had to leave the tournament. But I haven't heard of any NWSL players. Has there really been no cases? I mean, just besides the one in Orlando. Right. Besides Orlando City. We have been good so far, knock on wood. Since we came in, I think the difference between us and other leagues is we made sure that when we came into our bubble, we were all safe. I think other, like the MLS just kind of like flew all in and then, and they then were testing. tested once you got in. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. So do you think that's why it, you guys all got tested uh, before you got in the bubble? Yeah. For like a month. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, we've been having a lot of swabs at the nose. Oh, how do you handle that? I feel like I need to get one. I'm I'm actually in Orlando. I, I feel like I just need to get one tested just because you never know. I could be carrying it asymptomatic, <sighs> but I just see all these videos of people getting it up their nose. And do you get used to it if you've gotten it so many times? We're kind of used to it now. They changed the test though. It used to be like 10 seconds and now it's just like in and out and it's, oh, okay. it's, That's good. it's like annoying and uncomfortable but it's so quick you're just like just do it (laughs) wow that's good to know well for all the girls that are you know aspiring to be in the WSL what is one thing that you would say to a younger kid to help them stand out oh I feel like I get this question so much and I feel like it's very difficult to say but I would say find your niche like find the thing that you are very good at and just build and make sure that you're good at that, but also work on everything you're bad at. So like almost gives them coaches or whatever, nothing that they can say bad about you, but then like have that one thing they're like, oh, she's super good at X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's what makes athletes stand out when you have your strength, but your weaknesses aren't too weak. I think that was uh, definitely my issue. I knew my weakness was running. So I got really good at stick skills, but my running was still so bad and I never fixed it that I just, here I, here I am. It's hard to like work on the things that you're bad at because you're like, ugh. I'm never going to get better or whatever. Now with soccer and getting to your level, does playing at a really good youth club team or a good college program make a big impact on getting into the NWSL? Um, I would say having a competitive club team is important because it kind of just gets you ready for the next level and it gives you, you know, you need those views from the coaches. So you need to be in the games that they care about and playing like when I was playing the ECNL was huge. So 
if you were at an ECNL event, all the colleges were there. ECNL? So that's where, is that what you yeah, said? Yeah. Yeah. Like the club tournaments? It's the league that we were in. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, and then in college being kind of in another program that you get eyes on you or, or not like being in a, a second tier college team, but standing out a lot is also big. It's just a lot harder if you're not in the top teams to be competing at that top level all the time. But kind of switching gears a little bit, as mentioned earlier, you guys were the first league to play and supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. I saw that a lot of players were taking knees and wearing shirts. Is there anything else that the league is doing to continue showing support throughout this entire season? Yeah, I think each team kind of is doing their own type of movements and things that they decide to do as their small group. Like for our team today, we each pledged a certain amount of money for a certain action in the game. And then that's going to a, a foundation in, in Chicago for um, a black community. And, you know, each team's kind of doing their own thing. And I think that's cool because like we all have different communities that we're a part of right, and different smart. foundations we want to be helping. And obviously we want to help everybody, but that's hard on our like small scale of teams that we're in. And then I'm sure people are doing things individually, but I'm not sure if the NWSL specifically is doing something as a but whole. Like you said, yeah, we wear our Black Lives Matter shirts and stuff like that. So, yeah. You have a game tonight. You're playing Utah Royals. So being in a hotel and in a bubble, do you have a routine or anything that you're going to do to get ready for the game tonight? I mean, I feel like pregame for night games is similar. You just hang out, maybe go for a walk, have pregame meal, try and just chill. You know, we want to keep our energy for tonight. But yeah, just watching games or watching film, having meetings and stuff like that. What's it like to have to warm up and then actually play the game without fans? Yeah, we'll still have music. We have our music in our locker room. Like nothing's really different. Just there's no one screaming on the sidelines, like in terms of fans and stuff. But we know they're there on our Jumbotron. It's actually, they have them on there the whole game. That's cool. So it's it's cool to see so many people that are actually like still tuning in. Yeah, that's that, that is awesome. And with other leagues starting to come in and get the spotlight of people actually watching sports, you have the MLS, obviously, that just started. And then the MLB and then NFL is slowly starting to come back. What would you guys wish for getting the NWSL to have more of a presence when it comes to professional sports? Is there anything that you would the league to accomplish? Accessibility for viewers is number one. Like if people have to pay to have this second or third thing to watch games, people are not like, eh, even if it's $5, they're like, eh, I don't really care if it's on Fox or if it's on ESPN or if it's on CBS and they just have to click to the channel. Like that's what we need. That's what our league needs. And the fact that we were the first league and we're still only on CBS twice, I feel like we could have done a lot more, but the channels also have to have to want us to be on there. It's just like kind of getting our toe in the door and getting on those channels and showing that we can get great viewership you know being seen is so important and with the women's national team they had a big presence not only always because they're amazing but because they were in the fight for equal pay and there's been so much talk around that and it continues but does that at all 
trickled into the NWSL and is what they're doing affecting your league at all and hopefully for the better? I mean, yeah, the better that U.S. soccer does or the World Cup or Olympics in terms of women's soccer in general, that brings viewerships back to our league because they're like, oh, I want to watch the Julie Ertzes or the Morgan Bryans or the whoever that I just saw play on a big stage. I want to watch her more. So it's like, okay, come watch our league then because we're pretty sick. Like When it comes to getting paid for playing a professional sport, are you guys on the side where you all still have to have a full-time job or additional jobs? No. Um, there are some people that have other jobs, but I would say like the more we can build in marketing deals and the more we can grow Instagram pages and get paid for that and outside of our, just our salary is great for us. And I think that people are realizing how important women's athletes are. And so they're taking advantage of using us as, as ads. And I think it's great that, yeah, that's awesome to hear. It's so tough to tell because with women's sports, there's some, I mean, women's lacrosse is like just trying to figure out what to do. And I know that the WNBA and the NWSL has such a stronger presence, but it's tough to see that balance of, you know, how much are they actually making from the outside? And that's so amazing to hear. And I saw that on Instagram, you have your own Instagram food blog and fitness. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I guess as an athlete, we have this certain type of the way you're supposed to look. And I feel like I've always been different. I've always been bigger. I've always been, you know, and so I decided to start a food page just kind of through my journey of getting fitter and through my journey of what it's like to be a goalkeeper, what it's like to be, you know, an athlete that maybe it doesn't look perfect in the eyes of a viewer. And talking about, I just want to share healthy ways that we can be making ourselves better and stuff like that. Recipes and workouts. And what do I do as a professional athlete to stay in shape? Okay. Maybe so-and-so looks better than me, but can I run 50 on the beep test and you can't? Hell yeah. Like it's not all about what you look like. It's about so much more. I checked out your page and some of those recipes look so good. I have a really bad sweet tooth. And I was like, Oh (laughs) my gosh. I saw, was it sweet potato brownies or something crazy? Did you make those? Yeah. More chocolate or can you really taste the sweet potato? It's very chocolate. It's more fudgy. Like it's kind of like. Really? I love that. I love that. Okay. Are they hard to make? I like have my, no, super easy. Microwave a sweet potato, mash it up. Add some cocoa, boom, throw it in the oven, done. Oh, I am told. Okay, now I know what to do this week. Last question. Like I mentioned, I'm in Orlando. The MLS bubble is here. Obviously, they have a lot of COVID cases, so not ideal. What is your tip or recommendation on how I can infiltrate the bubble since you are in a bubble? Like how you can get in there, their bu- yes. bubble? Mm, you want to go in there? Yeah. I- <laughs> Yes, I want to see if I can do it because I am only a few miles away. So I want to see if I can accomplish the impossible. So if you had one tip, how can I break through the bubble? Dress up as a male soccer player. Dress up as a male soccer player. Okay. All right. (laughs) Because like no one's allowed in our hotels if you're not on a staff. Do you think I have a better shot of getting in the bubble dressed as a male soccer player or as a employee of the hotel? Mm, Employee of the hotel. Mm. Okay. Are you actually going to try this? I, I'm being 100% serious. I'm trying to decide. I'm, I think I'm going to do a drive-by because there's the hotels and then there's the why World the sports, the complex of where they're playing. So I'm trying to figure out which one could be easier to get into. 
I mean, definitely get tested first before you do any of this because you don't want to be that girl that do you have anything else you want to just kind of mention real quick watch us tonight cbs all access it's only 3.99 you can afford it um <laughs> follow evoid's food awesome. nothing super exciting on my end well thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate it and good luck on your game tonight and the rest of the tournament thank you so we recorded that yesterday and last night the Chicago Red Stars beat Utah Royals 1-0. to zero. So congrats on Emily and her team for getting that W. Rolling into return to play updates by league. A lot of COVID, a lot of figuring life out, which I feel like that is every day right now. For the MLS, oh boy. Now there are two teams that have been pulled from the MLS's back tournament due to COVID. FC Dallas was the first team and now the Nashville SC had to leave because there were nine players that tested positive. I did hear that this team had some travel issues, which probably did not help. MLS definitely missed something because I feel like it is a survival of the fittest and whichever team ends up having the least amount of positive cases is just gonna end up winning this season. On the women's side, NWSL Challenge Cup out in Utah, they will have completed the preliminary round by the end of the day today that was comprised of four matches per team. And then of the nine teams in the league, the top eight will play in the knockout quarterfinals. And since there is still games going on today, those have not been announced yet. Moving on to the NFL, Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes now has the largest contract in sports history, signing a 10-year extension with the Kansas City Chiefs. The new deal isn't even into effect yet until 2022 because he still has two years left in his current contract with about $27.6 million left. That's a lot of zeros. The NFL preseason has officially been trimmed to two games. Also, Amazon has pulled all of their Washington Redskins merchandise after the pressure begins to increase around this team. And it looks like that the Redskins will probably have a new name before the season begins. For the MLB, there is not going to be a minor league season this year. So if you can support your local minor league team in any way, please do. I always feel like the minor league teams in baseball have just a soft spot in my heart. I feel like they go through a lot. So please support them if you can. Buster Posey is a big name in baseball on the San Francisco Giants, and he is going to be opting out of this year's season. Newest and biggest named player to do so recently. And going on to the Big Bad NBA, they have arrived at the lovely Disney. So just knowing that within a 10-mile radius of me currently is LeBron James and some of the best basketball players in the world is killing me because I can't do anything about it. But I'm trying. The players are doing a great job, it looks like, to show what life is like inside the bubble. And I'm cracking up watching them play cornhole. Once it comes game time, the players have been given permission to pick from a list of pre-approved phrases related to social issues to wear on their jerseys. LeBron James announced that he is going to wear his own last name instead of a social justice message. He told reporters, quote, it was just something that didn't really 
really seriously resonate with my mission. Adding, quote, I respect everybody that decided to put something on the back of their jersey. That's very interesting to me, and I'm very shocked to hear that he is not putting a message on the back of his jersey because he is one of, if not the biggest name in basketball right now, and he's saying he's not doing it because it doesn't go with his own personal mission. For such a big name, I just don't get it, but that's his decision. The women in the WNBA have also arrived in their bubble at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, and once again, the league is doing amazing things. If WNBA players have children, they are allowed to bring them in, along with a caretaker. This is in line with the commitments to working moms that the league and union made in a collective bargaining agreement back in January. No one's really mentioned this yet, but I think this is a really big thing to stress and point out. And all players with at least five years experience are coming into the season bringing a plus one. So a spouse or a significant other to stay with them that season. That's super amazing to hear because all of the women playing in the WNBA that have children can still be with their children. And also if they have the five-year experience can then have their entire family with them. And that's amazing. Hello, people. No one else is talking about this. And it is a beautiful thing and is very important that I think needs to be recognized, especially in women's sports. Bouncing on over to tennis. Wimbledon has been canceled, as you know, and they received more than $100 million thanks to a pandemic insurance policy. The tournament organizers canceled the event for the first time since 1945 because of coronavirus, but they announced that they will be paying prize money to all 620 players who would have qualified which is very nice to hear. And the WTT, the World's Team Tennis 2020 season, started off yesterday, July 12th, through August 2nd. Rather than playing around the country, the WTT's single location season will feature 66 matches or three a day over 22 days. So if you don't want to watch soccer, you are going to have a lot of tennis right now. And the WTT is actually going to allow fans, but only 500 fans, into the 2,500-seated outdoor arena. Of course, there will be social distancing there, and all attendees must wear a mask. Finally, getting some hockey in here, the NHL National Hockey League announced the details about the Stanley Cup qualifiers. They did already start some of their seasons, so they're going to only have 24 teams going into the Stanley Cup qualifiers with two hub cities. So the Eastern Conference will play in Toronto, and the Western Conference will play in Edmonton. Both cities are in Canada. Well, Canada, come on. Typical Canada just getting all the hockey, but whatever. And they are going to be leaving for those two hubs on July 26th. Even more amazing than hockey, we are finally getting some lacrosse in here. That was my air horn because I'm so excited we are getting some Premier Lacrosse League, PLL. 
This past week, they showcased their amazing, lovely jerseys and the new jerseys for their expansion team, Water Dogs. And they also released their schedule. That will all be coming up later this month as well. And we are just piling up on sports. We're not going to be talking much about college sports, but there has been some news this past week that is definitely important to not gloss over. Williams College in Massachusetts has canceled sports for the upcoming academic year and also cut tuition by 15%. I can't imagine being a freshman going into college and knowing that there's not going to be one sporting event. And then for Stanford, they cut 11 varsity sports this past week. There's been multiple universities slowly starting to eliminate athletic programs That makes me very, very sad to hear, and their cuts are going to begin at the end of the 2021 academic year. Also, big news in college sports this week, the Ivy League has canceled their entire fall sports competitions. They are the first league to report a full cancellation. That's everything for the return to play and league updates Jumping into the hoots and the holla. Now, LeBron James is going to be wearing James on the back of his jersey. However, his new More Than a Vote group is supporting the idea to help maximize black turnout in November. This was announced after the Detroit Pistons became the second NBA franchise to plan on using their arena for voting later in the year. Also, another hoot hoot and a holler goes to another NBA basketball player, San Antonio Spurs player Patty Mills is going to play in Orlando specifically to donate his salary, about $1 million, to different groups focused around the Black Lives Matter movement. So shout out to Patty Mills for supporting the Black Lives Matter movement in such a beautiful way. Last but not least, the sports content feature of the week is Athlete A. Last week I watched this on Netflix. It's a documentary about the first and also following the hundreds of U.S. gymnasts that have suffered all of the awful things around, honestly, U.S. gymnastics as a whole. It breaks my heart to see all of this. And to be honest, it it's not physically gruesome. You don't see any graphics. However, these thoughts and ideas are truly sickening and disgusting how so many people around these young girls didn't care about them and were just using them to not only grow the U.S. gymnastics brand, but also to win. And how different coaches from other countries have brought over their horrible coaching styles onto the U.S. and really damaged the entire group of U.S. gymnastics. And I pray and hope that these girls are getting the right help in this recovery and also that U.S. Gymnastics is getting their shit together to fix the mess that they made. So if you want to watch something that's not the happiest, but super interesting and just to educate yourself more on the topic, Athlete A on Netflix is this week's feature. That is it for this week, episode number three. Thank you so much for listening. Pretty please, please leave a 
review and hit that subscribe button so you are always being notified when new episodes come out. As of right now, we are doing them every Monday morning. Also, if you have any feedback or want to hear about something more, please DM and follow us on Instagram at She's Got Balls Podcast. And to follow me personally, Instagram and TikTok are both at Grace Curtolo. Thank you so much and have an amazing week. Thank you.